Yeah, but yeah, so that it's like, oh, that's great. And maybe it's a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, totally. Could be a little bit. <laughs> Could, I'm not sure yet, but I'll let you know. Is it though? I have a splinter in my thumb. And this is This Podcast Is Not For You. Today on This Podcast Is Not For You, we're going to be talking about Season 2 of This Podcast Is Not For You, specifically Season 7 of The Office, which is a television show that aired on NBC uh, from 2005 to 2013. Come along with us as we uh, talk about season 7 today specifically and uh, on w- season 2 on season 2 of this podcast for you uh, real quick i would like everyone uh, of our hosts out there to uh, what are we out here yeah what oh. are we drinking in our uh, this podcast is not for you mugs today gentlemen i am drinking uh, a collection of one hydrogen nope molecule sorry two hydrogen <laughs> molecules <laughs> And one oxygen molecule. A nice concoctail. Yeah. And I'm having water. Okay, a different concoctail. Mm -hmm. And I'm drinking V8 Fusion. One serving of vegetables, one serving of fruit. We are not not sponsored by either water, H2O, or V8 V8 Fusion. Fusion. Drink healthy. So, today... I swear, (laughs) if a giant pack of V8 Fusion shows up... At this house. I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) Okay, sweet. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, The Office Season 7 premiered on September 23rd, 2010. There are 24 total episodes, and two of those are big, major, giant, double episodes. The Season 7 arc is... uh, Just let's talk about some big points. Um, This is, again, this is part of our ongoing series of The Office. This... Is pretty typical in terms of our The Office episodes. We'll talk about the seasons, talk about uh, the big bullet points, some new characters if there are, favorite episode, least favorite episode, etc. So the season seven arc. Dwight purchases the Scranton Business Park, mm-hmm. purchases the building. Uh, that comes into play a little bit, season seven, more so in eight and nine, but it is a, it's an ongoing thing from here on. Pam becomes the office administrator mm-hmm. through some fancy financial footwork. Mm-hmm. Angela and the state senator, Robert Lipton. And that will play more interest, obviously, as the show goes on. Holly comes back. She takes over the HR role again. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a big plot point there. Will Farrell's appearance is kind of a, uh, you know, uh, it was a grabbing moment for sure in, in the show's timeline. His character isn't a giant plot point, I suppose, but I did think it was worth mentioning. It's because it's what it's paired with. I think, why he's right, there. Right, right. Uh, and then Robert California, which is just... It's the introduction of Robert California. He doesn't... He It's literally one episode of James Spader, so it's... But I, I did think, especially with the way the show develops right. after, I thought it would be worth mentioning as well. So the big season seven uh, storyline is Michael is leaving. Now, uh, without going into... The rest of the outline right now, how do we, before I talk about how the critics felt, before mm-hmm. I, you know, 
talk about how they kind of weaned him off or transitioned him off the show. How how do we feel about uh, Michael leaving in general? I think I think the show should have ended alongside Michael leaving. That's how I've felt ever since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily... I, I had that feeling before it happened, like, as I knew it was coming. I was right. like, I don't know. I think it should probably end when he leaves. And then the following episodes, and, the, and especially some of the episodes from the following season, confirmed it for me that I was like, they should have... Because the ending would have been a finale with Michael Scott in it as the main character as mm-hmm. he was for the first seven seasons of the show would have been so much more impactful than I think what the finale ended up being. Um, finale with, of season seven or the finale of the, the show? The finale of the show, um, which we'll obviously talk more about the finale when we right. get there. But I think imagining a finale in this season with Michael leaving would have made it way more emotionally impactful, I think. Hmm. And I think you could have done it really, really well with the plot that they kind of had planned out. But it would just take adjusting of, like, the the subplots of the season. Yeah. You know? Because he doesn't even leave in the finale of this season. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I think think the show should have ended with Michael... With Steve Carell deciding to not return and renew his contract, I think they should have started working towards ending the show. And knowing the quality of the season that they had here, which is pretty high, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. they could have made a really, really solid final season with Michael. Um, but that's that's my general feeling of Michael leaving. Michael I think, Scott is an all-time great TV character mm-hmm. on the I back think, here. I think they did Michael leaving very, very well, but the show suffers for him leaving, I think. <clears throat> the show would be better if the show ended with Michael leaving. But I am glad, in hindsight, that those episodes in season eight and nine exist. That's where I'm at. Mm. I, I, do, I don't know how else to describe it hmm. because the show from beginning to end would be better as a whole, as a beginning, middle, and end mm-hmm. if um, it did end at the end of the season. But there's stuff in those episodes that there's you like There's stuff a lot. in season eight and nine that I think warrant them being in existence. Uh, and I'm glad that they do exist. I'm glad they did those two seasons. I guess I'm torn on whether I would like it more with or without because yeah. I think it'd be nice to have a really, a really, really good ending with Michael mm-hmm. and everyone. Um, that way it didn't have to find its footing again. Because there's a few episodes in season eight. I think um, most of it's well. We'll talk about it season eight. Later, yeah, it, it takes a little bit to get to talk about it so bad to get back going. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and find because it, it doesn't have a direct. It really doesn't. Like anybody arguing anything else, I think is is that it doesn't have a direction. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't for a minute because mm-hmm. he was the direction. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I will say. Uh, this season specifically, Michael leaving. Uh, many many critics gave season seven. Um, good remarks, uh, as we, if you're listening to this series, we all kind of agree that season six is probably the weakest thus far. Mm-hmm. And so season seven, um, many critics say, Hey, this season had a sense of focus that was absent last year. Uh, which, you know, I mean, when your main character <laughs> announces, this is my last season, you kind of have obviously a very, right. you know, focused f- 
Um, you have a thing direction. that everyone's working towards. Yes. Yeah. So uh, obviously that was going for them. Uh, they say that the way they wrote out Michael Scott was mature and showed character development, whereas, you know, Holly comes back and he said, you know, I mean, for six years you get Michael saying, this is this is my family. This is my family. Everyone comes to work and expects their family to go to bat for him. You know, even when Holly shows up the first time, he's like, you can't just fire Meredith because she was sleeping with a supplier. Yeah. That's not what you do when you're a family. And then, she, you know, she's literally like, they work here, you mm-hmm. know. And so then from there to even when he's deciding that, okay, Holly, this life that we are, you know, going to make I don't together lose her again. is worth yeah. giving this up. So I, I thought that was really cool. I would agree, I would agree with that too. Yeah. I think it's, I think his character maturity is really clear especially in the later episodes of his run here. Yeah. The way they ended him with him leaving was like, he's a, he's a different person than what he started for as. For sure. Yeah. Even he's like, more aware of who he is. Yeah. Like he knows he's. Especially with the Oscar weird. thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has the lowest opinion of me of yeah. anyone yeah. here. Just going full force into that. Mm. Uh, Anyway, so most critics that I was reading, at least, for season seven specifically, they said, going forward, especially knowing Steve was leaving mid-season, NBC was not looking for a new star. It was looking for a new manager of Dunder Mifflin because NBC felt like they had brought up the rest of the cast strong enough to where most audience members that had bought into the show at this point would care about everyone else as well, um, and it would be enough to, you know, retain the audience, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, post-Michael Scott, Michael leaves. We could talk about his last episode if we want, but we're going to do the episode breakdowns anyway, so we'll just keep trucking forward. Yeah, I would say uh, one thing to throw into the arc, I thought, was um, Andy and... Aaron, I feel like there's a lot of Andy and Aaron in this mm-hmm. season. Is she dating she Gabe at this point? Gabe, yes. Yeah. Right. But it, and it's, yeah. It's it, Andy it is technically with, Gabe, but it's also. It's a Jim Pam Roy right, situation, right. kind of. Definitely. I feel like there's a lot of that in this season. Uh, I think that'd be the only, I think everything else is exactly. Yeah. Right. I would just add that one. It is. It's it's the Andy where it's like learn to cook for one. You know, yeah. it's like that's that point of Andy's yeah. like character arc. He's yeah. just on the screen a lot. Yes. This season. Yeah. The other thing I think, what you were talking about with like bringing up the ensemble, bringing up the other characters, it's kind of a mixed thing. It's like yes, that's what ex- exactly what you have to do. But one of the things that I was talking with Alex about this um, at one point, one of the weak points. I think of the show as it went on early on in the show, Michael is the crazy one Dwight a little bit, but everybody else is somewhat of a normal person. They've got their quirks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it feels like at times at this point in the show, literally everybody's insane sometimes or like has the weirdest, like that is the worst decision that that they could make or Mm -hmm. like, they're just being a jerk or what, you know, they're, they become a little bit of caricatures of what they were early on in the show. And I think it's a weaker, and maybe that's why I care less about the ensemble as a whole is because I don't, the characters became less and less relatable to me. 
um, early on in the series, I felt like they were all very some very grounded. Like Angela is someone that you probably know, like a really uptight person that has religious convictions but probably doesn't actually have them. It just uses them to judge people mm-hmm. kind of thing. Or Kevin's just a little bit dull or, you know, they're very subtle versions of a, a real person mm-hmm. that you could believe exists. But by the end of even this season and especially into later ones, they're like really full the on. The characters become more like Parks and Rec characters. Yes. Parks and Rec is much more... Um, that they're more caricatures mm-hmm. of real people, more stylized. Extremed. Yeah, um, I think that's what you're seeing in eight and nine and seven a little bit. Is mm-hmm. yeah, you go from. I think that was intentional. I think it was intentional to go from. Oh, I completely from agree. It's what they drab to do. and and gray, uh, in all aspects, Cut, mm-hmm. characters, lines, look, yeah, um, yeah, lighting all the way through to. Season nine, where it's the most colorful, it's the most flamboyant, if that's if that term fits. It's the most um, popping mm-hmm. lines, characters, jokes, all of that stuff is is extremed. Yeah. And, and I and guess I should amend. What I don't I said. think one's don't better think, than the other, but I think I don't necessarily think it's a weakness that they wrote them that way. It's just something that's always bothered me a little bit about how they wrote the. The sub, the supporting characters. I, th- I think there's two, there's two schools of thought, and I think both of them can be right. I think sure. they're I like trying Parks to. Not only are they trying to um, develop the characters and everything, they're also just trying to develop. I don't know. It's like they want to show an arc with all the characters in their story, but they also want to show an arc with everything. Mm-hmm. Color, like I said, they're showing an arc from season one all the way through the way they shoot it, how many cameras they're using, For the, the show. kind of cameras, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 aging too mm-hmm. and growing up. I think yeah. that's a subconscious thing they're trying to pull across. Yeah. Parks and Rec's not like that. It starts they're that pretty way much to start pretty, pretty much, much that way. And mm. well, the starting in season two, as yeah. you're supposed to do with these yeah. shows. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I and I I take back what I said about being a weakness. It's just something that a preference. Yeah, yeah. and or and maybe and the, the other change. option is you stay because people like you're. Like you're saying, you get used to, or you come in at season one and you're like, I love this, mm-hmm. and th- that's why you see and hear a lot of, a lot of you of UK fans that don't like the US Office, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, they loved this thing, and season one's like that of the US, and then it changes to something, right. it becomes something different. It yeah. really does. I think for the first like four seasons or five or four ish seasons, the characters were kind of that way they were that kind of more muted yeah. realistic thing and then they started to shift and i think if they had started to shift everybody earlier i think the shift happens as... after season one i think it happens gradually too. after every season there's a small shift enough. yeah i think it's mm-hmm. a gradient but more than anything else yeah I, I that's what i would that was thinking that too is like i think the the shift is subtle enough for me uh in terms of preference right um to think that yeah, okay, if this camera crew's been around here for seven years, it's just, it's just like a relationship, right? It's like, was I singing stupid, terrible, silly songs to Chelsea every second of every day the first two years we met? No. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, I just, you get more comfortable, and it's like, this is who I really am. So, I, you know, I just yep. always assumed that, and, you know, like I said, we're kind of splitting hairs here, because it's like, 
you're not saying that they, oh, all of a sudden, let's start. And by the way, Dwight has a beat for him in season seven. It's like, no, yeah. like this is all old, but, you know, it's just they wrote them to a degree. It's like a ship, you know, you're steering it a degree at a time mm. after every season. So, uh, yeah, it's just preference, I think. Yeah, I for sure. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, you drop, you know, you watch an episode from season two and then you watch an episode from season seven. If you're just dropping in, you know, yeah. you're like, this is not even the same show. But in my opinion, you know, it's just, yeah, it's season to season where. Yeah. Uh, and I just mean that, I just mean to bring up that point as a thing going into the next two seasons. That's probably why I'm cooler on them than you guys. I don't, I'm not like super into eight and nine and I could. We'll see. Yeah. But we'll see. that is set up, I think, in this season. You know? Yeah. I was thinking, uh, so how many episodes are after Michael? Six? Well, I know the search is a two-parter, right? Search committee? Goodbye, Michael is episode 22. Four? Four. So 23, 24, 25, and 26. Okay. So there's four episodes without him. Is that is that two parts of search committee or one? Two parts. Okay. So three with a double... In search committee, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, let's get a feel for, you know, if you you have five, six episodes to decide whether you care enough about everyone else now that he's gone, you know, in season seven, because it's like, he doesn't leave at the end. And so, okay, Michael's out, episode 21, whatever. So let's write around the, obviously, the story porn of... Uh, the story point of finding someone else, obviously mm -hmm. that's a huge thing in the office, but uh, even like I was, when I was watching through this time, the episode, the search is like leading up to, you know, Michael being gone in terms of the show. Um, and so in that episode, he's literally by himself and the office is operating on its own. And you have three, three scenarios, Michael by himself, just walking around kind of, separated from the office and so it almost feels like this preparation and then you have the search team who's holly and then aaron and dwight yes aaron and dwight and so they're doing their own thing and then everyone at the office is getting along it's the i believe it's the one where they're trying to come up with a caption contest with gabe mm -hmm. and so it's a very like fun lifeful environment like and so that always stuck out to me since i was going through with this podcast in mind, um, it's like, okay, well, do you really care about these characters now that Michael's gone? And uh, I always thought that I did. And so I think there's some really good episodes after yeah, he I leaves. Think, I think that that's, uh, I think a seasoned viewer of television would be thinking about that. I think on the whole, people were probably distracted by Will Ferrell. Hmm. I, think, well, I think there's less thinking about the ensemble and more thinking about how are they going to, what are they going to do with Will Ferrell? Because he's such a huge yeah, name. The, yeah. But the episode you're talking about with the search, I get what you're saying and I get the experiment there, but the problem with that is Michael's still in the episode and he's the heart of the episode. Him and Holly get back together. Not, I guess not as far as the office scenes are concerned is what I'm, True. that's what I mean. Yeah. True. Yeah. But I think if you remove the Michael storyline from that, episode you don't have anything you well, yeah, just have people they're not a storylines you know but yeah i just mean like scene to scene the office is existing 
like it's going off without a hitch, I guess. The, the mm. characters oh, are... Oh, you just inter- mean in like a logical, yes, practical sense, yes, the yes. office functions without Michael. Yes, Got yes. You. And so okay. That I thought you were saying as a show... So it forces a viewer to think that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I okay. came out. I I got you now. Yeah, sorry. Uh, maybe I, didn't, I probably didn't explain it very well. But no, I um, think I was just thinking in terms of production-wise. Like the production was thinking, right. this is our experiment on if the show works without Michael, kind of thing. Even though Not, that's what the episode's about. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, so yeah, how they, how the office would interact as people if you removed him, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think the the last couple episodes. Without Michael, I'm trying to put myself in the perspective of seeing him for the first time. You, know, you don't know what season eight's going to bring. You don't know what season nine's going to bring. And you're watching this ginormous star. Yeah. I mean, you, exactly the, what you said. I think the biggest comedy star, I would at, assume. At that time, one of them, for sure. Um, I mean, he'd besides, Anchorman, 40-year-old virgin, this, like... He's literally, I think get he's... Get smart, like, all of what he had done, right? Bubble, yeah. We're oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Michael's gone. Weird. But I will say this. He was an anchorman. Those two, I think, are at the top. Like, yeah. those two are at the They're top equals, at that, I at think, that point. In yeah. terms of name. So, yes, people are like, okay, yeah, that sucks. But we got Will Ferrell. This is going to be insane. Yeah. So I think you always automatically draw people in like that. I could absolutely see the show continuing with Will Ferrell at the center of it if he were... To have stayed. Which is such yeah. a, um, if you would have told me before that Will Ferrell is going to be on the show, I would think it's a horrible idea because hmm. he has, every viewer has so much baggage with Will Ferrell yeah. that they, how do you think of him without thinking of what you've already seen him in? Yeah. And it's like, Especially at the time, him. Steve Carell wasn't in that much. He was in 40-Year-Old Virgin in season two, mm-hmm. at season yeah. two of The Office. Yeah. But... Before that, this is what people knew him from. But with Will Ferrell, it's like, how do you, in terms of serving the show and not be a gimmick, I feel like that's almost impossible. But I'm bringing that up to compliment Will Ferrell because he blended in. He blended in really well and created a new thing. Like, it was a character, it wasn't just Will Ferrell, which was really impressive. I would have loved to have seen more of D'Angelo. Like, I, I didn't think that I would be like that but like the first you know first time i watched it i was like i like this Mm -hmm. this is different you know and it was like there's just enough weirdness there to be like i'm kind of super into this Mm -hmm. but he's still funny you know he's different from michael but not in a structural way from like he's the crazy one at the center kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know because that's really what the structure of the office was it's all of these people work in an office and Michael's insane or just a mess yeah. of a person. And you kind of have that dynamic again with that balance with Will Ferrell's yeah. character. So anyway, I that I think those episodes, especially with Will Ferrell, the the latter three, three and a half mm-hmm. episodes. Four. Four could be. Five. We'll just call it six. <laughs> um, for me, that showed that Yes, Michael Scott couldn't be replaced. But I thought that they showed that he didn't need to be. I think that kind of is a Michael Scott replacement. D'Angelo is. Now let me counter with. Okay. 
What do you say to that? Um, <laughs> I think that the the structure of the show, as you said, for the first four or five seasons is Michael's a crazy person. But as he develops, so does the other cast alongside him. And so then it's more balanced, I guess. At this point in the run, in season seven, that's how I felt. Because yeah. there, there was, there's not a lot of like, can you believe what Michael's going to get into this week? You know, it's yeah. just... I mean, you could figure up screen time and literally like get down to the actual numbers of how often Michael's on screen versus other characters. Hmm. I guarantee you it's more balanced. Well, we definitely had less later screen on. time too. But anyway, that's just how I feel about the show at the time. It's like, yeah. I don't... I don't think it was that centered around Michael at this point. He's the heart of it, but I think in structure, I don't. I, I think that's. I think that's what I mean. Okay. Is like yeah. He was the core of it, and even if their relationships had changed between him and the other people, that's mm-hmm. natural after seven years. Yeah. The, he's your he's your avenue into the show as yeah. a viewer for sure. Right. Yeah. If you and to me, I go if you yank out like the the cornerstone of the building, which was the character of Michael Scott, yeah. you need to put something there or it just, in my opinion, collapses. And for a second, they put Will Ferrell in there right. and I thought it it worked Yeah, because he was solid enough. You need that level of comedic actor, I think, to really hold up a show like this. It would be like yanking Amy Poehler out of Parks and Rec in season five and then still keep going yes all of those other characters around her are beloved but she was the oh yeah foundation of it yeah and that's i think kind of how i feel like and the only place the only there. way that you could do that is if you got tina fey right <laughs> right yeah 100 percent. yeah um anyways yeah but i thought you know because a lot of this is speculation for season eight and nine season seven as a whole it worked yes i yeah. agree um so, you want to just do episodes now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's just, do it. That was a good section on... That's such a big part of the show at the it time. Is. I mean, it, was, it, was a, it was a massive yeah. change. And it was kind of... To me, it was surprising that they were going to keep going without him. I was happy. Really? I think I... Uh, it's hard to say that it wouldn't be a better show if it just ended. But yeah, I mean, I, I try to imagine... a a life that I've lived in the sense hyperbolic, but it's true without like D'Angelo. And then, well, I guess D'Angelo would still, well, no, if it ended with Michael leaving, you wouldn't have D'Angelo yeah. or Robert California. Or if you, I mean, I would imagine I mean, it would be the shot of him like leaving at the airport. Yeah. I that, think that would be the end of the show. Feels, the only thing that, would be is if they set up Dwight and the, the, yeah, what they do yeah. in season nine. Yeah. yeah. I guess my thing is it, I guess we're going to talk. I'll keep it very brief. What? Because we're ready for the episodes, but I will keep it very brief. But my thing about that is it is, it feels almost too much like a bow and a ribbon for a show like this to do that. I but think then they did the what, bow and ribbon ending anyways. But that's, it's super meta. But then in my opinion, then it's post, it's post doc airing. So you've broken that. It's, but for just a regular old doc right now, it's like that just feels that I think that would have felt weird to me. It would have felt like a TV show at that point. But, See, to me, I would have felt like that's where the documentary probably would have ended, logically. Like, hmm. really I think the, logically, the documentary would end like 
I after mean, six days. Yes, I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this but, is it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the documentary filmmakers would have stopped filming because I think the reason they were filming was because Michael, hmm. like, he was the unique part of it. And yes, they're like we're wanting to capture this everyday stuff. Right. But the conceit is Michael was interesting, and so they're still filming all of this stuff. I think the filmmakers of the documentary mm-hmm. would have ended the show when Michael left. And I could be 100% wrong on that, and that's just an opinion. And they're just, like, non-existent characters that we're yeah, speculating exactly. for. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it, the, the date that they pick for ending it and airing the documentary is pretty nebulous. Yeah. It's, like, just kind of picked... Like yeah. that the shows it, that they're stopping recording yeah. and they're going to air it. I just I just look at the whole thing narratively. I look at what they did with the finale and how some of that stuff could have been paired with Michael leaving and mm. making it like really good. Like M- Michael handing off the reins to Dwight. Oh yeah, would have been oh. beautiful. Yep. And but it's one of those things where, and I think this is kind of what Jake's trying to get at too. If it's not, I'll let you know. Okay. Um. Everyone's expecting that. Like, everyone's expecting sure. the handoff to Dwight. Everyone, you'd expect the show to end with Michael. And I don't think Dwight's ready for that yet. And maybe that's true. Yeah. You know? um, it, more than expecting, it's like you... I don't know if doing it because everyone wants it to happen is yeah. necessarily a good thing. I think in this scenario, it is. Just because my opinion. They also did it anyways at the end. Like, yeah. that's the route they decided right. to go I think, anyways. I think this is one of those things where it's so good and big that what you want to happen and what you're expecting to happen are the same. And then mm. even when it does happen, it's still really good. I think they were going, not that they were trying to subvert some kind of like uh, expectation or something. Let's be real. To keep they the show con- going, they continued the show because it. Oh, it's made financial. Money. Yeah, it's absolutely financial. NBC, like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. But I, anyway. I I get what you're saying. Like. But yeah. Anyways, we can go through episodes. That was sounds good. All right. I've got it. It is generally a good season. <clears throat> let's say as a as a whole. Definitely. What do we say? Christmas break. That's what usually we usually what do. Doing, yeah. yeah. Before or after. So go through the Christmas break and yes. then okay. This is a season seven of The Office. On season two of this podcast is not for you. This is the first half of that episode. This is the first half of that season <laughs> with Peyton Walker. Number one, nepotism. It's NPR. Can number you get, two, can you get the definition. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one, nepotism. Number two, counseling. Number three, Andy's play. Number four, sex ed. Number five, The Sting. Number six, Costume Contest. Number seven, Christening. Number eight, Viewing Party. Number nine, Woof.com. Number 10, China. Number 11, Crassy, whoa, Classy Christmas. Crassy Noel. Crassy Christmas. Classy Christmas Part 1. And number 12, Classy Christmas Part 2, as Wes loves to hear. Episode. And that brings us up to the New Year break. Favorites? Least favorites? Let's do favorites first. I already have mine. Okay. Go for it. Andy's play. 
Oh my god. Okay. It's so good. It's the and I don't think I would choose it if it didn't have the like him singing for everybody at the end mm-hmm. of the episode. It's such a there's so a few episodes where they do this really strange emotional wrap up to like like I think of in season 8 when uh, Robert California is giving the Halloween monologue about how we let fear control our lives to the point of celebrating it on a day. Like, that's such a strange... And then when Michael's like, if two people are in love, who's it? Who's to say that, you know, stops them from being together or whatever? I think it's at the... It's like at the beginning of season three or four. They do that for, like, the first few episodes that season. But then when Andy's singing for everyone at the end and uh, Jim and Pam are you know, outside, and they finally get to, like, relax because they've been freaking out about CeCe all night and Aaron's a terrible babysitter. And uh, and Dwight walks in. He's, like, s- sort of bummed because he's still... I think he's recognizing his feelings for Angela again. And he, like, just sits down. He doesn't participate, but, he, you know, he's just... I don't think I would pick it if it weren't for that. Hmm. But it's such a good way to tie up that episode because Andy absolutely botches his performance. Like, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Um... But they recognize, oh, he's actually like kind of good at this. It's an ending like a stage play, yeah. where the characters from the whole show, mm-hmm. or let's say you know the whole play, right. whatever the production, you'll come back on not necessarily for uh, a bow, but they'll do a scene with all the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's what that feels like, and it's part of the show. Yeah, yeah, which is I think it's. Creed, I mean, this ham-fisted production of Sweeney Todd, I mean, that's hilarious. Like, I think the cold open's great, where they come in and do a scene from the play, and no one knows what's going on. Michael thinks he got cast. Is this the one where Michael... (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. This is where he auditioned with a Law & Order episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the after credits. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that one's so good. Yeah. I think my favorite is Counseling. Same. It's mine as well. Think I think uh, fans of Toby versus Michael. This is, I think, maybe the height of Toby it versus is. Michael. It's, it feels like the it's the showdown, the climax of the of that conflict. Yeah, no, oh, that one's really good. Yeah, the it, yeah that whole interaction. I always forget what the B plot is in that episode because that stuff is just so good. Yeah, but because yeah. genuinely like. It's just brilliant how close they bring them mm-hmm. together, and then just <laughs> it's just and then so it just great. Collapses. And that's yeah. because he spanks Luke, right? Yes, like mm-hmm. that's why he has to do it, right? Yeah. So I mean, you have the setup even in the episode before is hilarious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's actually consequences, which is rare in yeah. sitcoms. So then the consequences, like face to face for like and it six hours. It or definitely something. feels like uh, nepotism is. Only there because we've got to get... Mm. How are we going to get Michael yeah. and Toby to yeah. show down? It could have been a part one and two almost. Yeah, I think. Interesting, but they're separate. And you like that. <laughs> so they could have aired together. I'm down. I think that... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It's a great point. Uh, least favorites. Me. For me, christening is my least favorite. Um, I could... I, couldn't tell you really why it's just not that great of a i think there's a higher expectation when they leave the office for an episode that's exactly what i was thinking and it just doesn't 
it doesn't meet that it's in terms fine, of... I don't know what I expect when they leave, Yeah, but well, I know I, when it's not what I want. And it, it, the thing is, like, the more you leave, every time the, the show leaves the office, the expectations, I think, get higher or there's less options. Like, mm. the first time you see a wedding, the next wedding episode needs to be... Better. Or diff- way different. Yeah. Mm. Because... Yeah. Every time they leave or go to a church, it's like we kind of seen it before yeah. in some way. Yeah. You have a different one? Uh, my least favorite, I think, would either be Christening or The Sting. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think The Sting I, is hilarious. Danny Cordray? I Hello. I like Timothy Oliphant. I think he's really funny. And I like that dynamic, but just the the concept of the episode of them, like, I don't know. It it felt a little more TV showy to me than mm-hmm. other episodes. It's like they're performing a sting on a person. It's just like, it's, yeah. How would the dot crew have? Yeah, it's a security cam footage. Yeah, it's a it's just a little bit more far fetched, I think, and outside the realm of office realism, you know. It's one of those ones where it's just like pushing it a little bit, I think, hmm. in terms of believability. But are you? Is there ever a line for you where it's not in not a line of dialogue, but like a tipping point where you like will let that slide because it's funny enough? I don't know. I'm just curious because I I, I think, don't think that you're. I don't even think I disagree with you about that. I but kind I of stopped really finding care. it to be fun. <laughs> I, I kind of stopped finding it to be funny because right, I'm too okay. distracted by it being absurd. The absurdity of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like why I don't find Scott's Tots funny. It's just like, this is so horrible and so painful. I can't find the humor in it hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I was just curious. No, yeah. And yeah. obviously those are very different. Like, this thing is a better episode than Scott's Tots. But um, it's just one of those where I don't really, I don't buy in, I guess, in the concept. But yeah. I think uh, the first time in five seasons, probably, I'm not going to pick the Christmas episode. Uh, I would also probably pick Christening. Yeah. Yeah. Christening is a pretty easy choice of it's not, yeah. not great. Yeah. It's one where he tries to get on the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We are Kimishtabes. Yeah. You smell like a weird warm cheese. <laughs> uh, okay. Picking second up half. an ultimatum. Wes? You want me to read them? Do the honors? Uh, we've this got is the second half of season seven of The Office on season two of this podcast is not for you. We've got ultimatum. The seminar. Can you number them, please? 15, The Thank Search. Thank you. 16, PDA. 17, Threat Level Midnight. 18, Todd Packer. 19, Garage Sale. 20, Training Day. 21, Michael's Last Dundies. Uh, 22, Goodbye Michael, Part 1. Yes, I think that's just Goodbye Michael, right? Um, yeah, I think 23 it's a is The Inner Circle. 24, Dwight K. Schrute, Acting, parentheses, Manager. Uh, and then 25 and 26 are Search Committee, Part 1 and 2, but it's just episode 25. It's much tougher to it pick is. a favorite on this side. 
I think my favorite is Michael. Goodbye, Michael. It's hard not to pick it, obviously. It's just a good episode, start to finish. And wow, it's really, really hard. Really well executed. Something that was a difficult thing to handle, I'm sure, for the show. How do we send off one of the best TV characters ever? Michael Scott is a all-time great TV character, says The Box. Says Kim Tucker, EW.com. Kim Tucker. I think... Um, I, I don't know if I've ever done this for any show or anything like that. I'm I'm picking training day for one scene. I think this scene is so genius the and, and so brilliant that it wins the whole episode. Um, introducing, I think they just did it such a difficult thing for the show that you're doing in introducing a new character and they did it the best that you possibly yeah. could. I think I think you could have said goodbye to Michael a little better. Hmm. I think that there's things that they could have done. Like maybe ending the show whenever you... <laughs> no. <laughs> I just think... And it's, it's strictly based on what I was wanting. It's like reading a novel and then seeing the adaptation. I think it was just the way he was saying goodbye to some... I would have wanted something different. Mm. And you have such high expectations, mm. I think, for that thing that it can only... Maybe some people just loved it no matter what. Yeah. And I love that episode. But I think yeah. Training Day is What's just... What's the scene? The opening. The opening the where um, they're, the they're introducing yeah. Will Ferrell's character. It's really great. It's... And there's even a... One of the best scenes in the entire show. Ricky Gervais cameo too, right? Isn't that I where don't he think sees it's him in at that, the elevator? I don't think it's in that episode. I think it's a cold open... It's a cold open somewhere. I thought it was when he was gone his way to the hotel bar, but maybe not. Um, it's definitely in the office park. I know that. I would say, while you look that up, favorite, I think I would pick Michael's Last Dundies. It's a good one. That, uh, but again, interesting musical number that closes the episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a thread for me. One of the funniest Michael lines, I think. Well, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt like mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, that scene is great, and the Dundies is always going to be an engaging scenario to watch. Sure. You know, and, and they didn't do it at all since the first episode. Yeah, true. Um, I like the the D'Angelo thing, trying to host the Dundies. We, we've... The guys in the band say that all the time. Like, when it's really loud, we just go, Avail! Avail! Trilly Blast! Like, just because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so great. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would probably be my favorite. That's fair. Least favorites? I would... I'm between two, but for very different reasons. Probably the one I watch the least is the seminar. I just don't think it's that funny. Which is the episode that the cameo is in. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Um, Just the way we drew it up, boys. Nice job. (laughs) Job, boys. Uh, I just... I'm not crazy about Andy as a central character of a show or of an episode. And he kind of is. Yeah. I think you can clearly see what they're trying to build Andy up to in 
these season this season knowing what they do with him in the future mm-hmm. um you might not pick up on it while just watching this season but, right on its own um i just don't think he works that well as a central character um but the other one for a different reason would be threat level midnight because it's one of those like it's hard for me to believe that Michael pulled off making this. Like, it's it's one of those things that TV shows and movies do in general. When they try to make it look like someone that doesn't know what they're doing makes something, it never really looks... Because if it really looked like... The camera's like, the same. They're using yeah, the same camera. Right. They're using a huge red if camera it, or if whatever. If it really looked like Michael made that, nobody would watch it Mm -hmm. like it wouldn't be coherent in any way because having watched tons of episodes of like best of the worst where they're watching Uh people like michael scott making stuff it's absolute garbage Hmm. and it's yes it's funny to laugh at but like anytime a show or a movie tries to make something that's supposed to be funny bad it's like oh this was terrible they're too good of filmmakers to do it they don't they can't like turn off the filmmaking part of their brain to make something like someone that doesn't a know how to make a, make a movie would make something. Yeah. Because um, so, the only way that those things are made is if they're made with the full intent that they're really good right. by someone that has no talent yes. or skill. So yeah. the concept, and that was a moment where I categorized the office as like having jumped the shark at the time, but I, I don't really feel that way now as much. But watching it the first time, I was like, this is stupid hmm. because it's so, like, ridiculous to the point where it doesn't feel like The Office anymore. And I don't think he would have gotten everyone to be in his movie, especially at the time when he was supposed to have been filming it. Don't think he would have gotten people to be in it. And I don't know. There's just a lot of, like, logical things that don't, yeah. like click this isn't episode. the one that you're is your least favorite you seem pretty adamant that I, I would lean towards this one more so than okay. the seminar the seminar i just like it's kind of a bleh those were just the two that stood out so i'd probably say threat level midnight i mean all of that makes sense it's not my least favorite to watch though that's fair so i don't i would which is say, kind of why i said the seminar is like there's still stuff that's funny in yeah. Threat level midnight. It's just, in terms of the entire scope of the show, I think you're probably right. It's not a quote unquote good episode. But my favorite, or my least favorite, um, is probably Todd Packer. That's the only one. Just reading the titles, I don't really remember what the point of it is. Uh, he's trying to take a desk job there, right? Yeah. Is it the? I, I honestly can't either. Is it's it the, the one, one where, where the, Jim and Dwight try and get him fired, right? Or yeah, they eventually they get it. T- yeah, Florida, right? Yeah. Michael Holly doesn't like him. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Michael realizes he's an idiot. Yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, I mean, so it's clearly not memorable, <laughs> right? For either yeah. of us. Hmm. I, I think that's probably the one. Yeah. I felt like they. I think were PDA writing. makes me on. Un- PDA is not that funny. I don't think. Oh, I think it's so funny. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to write off Todd Packer from the show, and then they didn't. And then they brought him yeah. back later. Yeah, but it felt like an ending to Todd Packer. But who really cares about Todd Packer as a character? Like, he's not really. 
He just kind of shows up every so often mm-hmm. and is crazy. So to like try and give him some type of resolution, it's like, what is the point of this? Like, yeah, people don't notice the gaps whenever he's not on the show. Yeah, yeah. They just go, oh, it's Hot Packer. Yeah, like, yeah. And you don't need an explanation for him to be gone. Mm-hmm. Right. He just shows up at Christmas. Yeah, and, yeah. Jacob so, least favorite. Uh, I would probably pick uh, PDA or the search. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. No specific. No specific reason. Mm-mm. All right, moving on. I guess he doesn't like Michael and Holly. You Could don't. Be. Could be. Do you really not like Michael and Holly? I think it's makes a lot of sense for Michael. It's perfect. Like it's a great relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think they're ever that funny together. Hmm. That's fair. I I never felt like they were trying to be that funny together. Hmm. I felt like it was trying to be more genuine. Because hmm. it felt realistic. Like that she would get along with Michael. Right. You know? Yeah. But I never thought they were trying, like, hmm. I don't know. I never got that intention, but it could be. I guess I was just, I'm probably just comparing him to like Jim and Pam and him and him and Jan, which have always been like Jim and Pam, funny. Michael and Jan, like cranked. Yeah. You know, like funny, absurd, which, you know, dumpster fire could be kind of like, uh, you know, resentment because she's the one that makes him leave, you know? Well, yeah. Sure. Could like be. when your stepmom comes in. <laughs> Dude, we've all been there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it for season seven, I think. This is. Uh, Where does it rank for us? Fifth, probably. Fourth or fifth. Definitely had a one, obviously, just because of pure volume. We've been through this. Yeah. Uh, definitely, most people would agree that it's better than season six. I think the only one that it might not be better than. Or slightly better than the one that's it's really close to is five, I think. But I would, I would probably say it's fifth best above six and one. Yeah, I would say it's fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. We're only counting the ones we've watched thus far, yes. right? Like one through seven. Oh yeah. yes, in right. that case, fifth. Yeah. Okay. In that case, same answer. <laughs> in that case, fifth or sixth. Yep, sounds good. <laughs> Uh, this has been, this podcast is not for you. We will be trekking through season eight of The Office until uh, we record another one. Which... And now we've arrived at the real purpose of yes. why we've done this series, is to get Wes to watch season eight and season nine. Which the... I already did. Oh. In preparation for this. Mm, we kind of need to be there to make sure wait what I was not aware of this requirement yeah I don't know we'll talk about it later Uh, (laughs) off mic conversation will be had thank you for watching help me cut to help thank you for listening have a great week go see Dune yeah save cinemas go see the be looking out for our live episode yes our live episode oh boy (laughs) kinda Is it live? I'll, I mean, I'm down for Let's whatever. Do it. Broadcasting live from Hollywood <laughs> the Theater. Movie, the movie from Regal. theater. Uh, the camera will be pointed at the, at the screen. 
My name is Wes. My name is Jake. I still have a splinter. 